Welcome to the Sci-Fora Film Podcast. Uh, I'm Andy Walker and I'm here with my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello there. Hello. And this is another of our interview specials. And uh, today we're talking to Will Stone, who was the writer and director of uh, the film Watching You that we reviewed in our last uh, episode. Um, hello, Will. Hi. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Right, great to have you on here. Um, so uh, to start off with, just want to check the the the, the film graduates, which is yes. the, the sort of camp, collective name this is put out under. Um, is yeah. that are you all people that that have done graduate uh, or you know graduated as filmmakers who have worked together or something, or is it just a a collective term you've come up with? Um, it, it's kind of true to to its name. Um, it's mainly me and my um, cinematographer friend um, Adam, and we met at uni. Um, since since being at uni and post uni, we've made several films together. But we always sort of crew with our friends from uni, so it's usually just made up made up of ex uh, film students, and uh, we just thought the film graduates was an appropriate name. Uh, so we just. Yeah, called it the film graduates. It was actually Adam. Adam used to make a lot of films quite a while ago, about ten years ago. He used to make um, like small World War Two films in his garden, and uh, back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and he actually got quite a lot of traction, lot, quite a lot of views and stuff. It went when YouTube was a very different platform, and then he basically didn't add anything to that channel for six or seven years, and we thought we would just re revamp it with some new material so it's actually the film graduates is actually used to be another channel that we just built on and changed the skins and stuff because we thought it'd be better than starting from scratch because he had a couple of thousand subs knocking around so we thought oh, right. we'll just build off the back of that um, but yeah sorry a bit of a tangent but yeah it, it's made out of uh, people who graduated film school okay. so how did how did you get into making short films and doing short films and um, well, I, I'd always studied art at like uh, school and then sixth form, um, but I really never did any film or like a lot of creative writing, really. Um, I was more into sort of like design and CAD and DT graphics and photography. Um, but I mean, they're not too far away from, well, you know, arts, arts or arts, really. And um, yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do at the end of sixth form. So I, I did a foundation diploma in art and design and there was like a two week period where I did a bit of film and then that was um two weeks after that I did animation and I was like oh I really like this film and animation stuff I was like it's, it's pretty cool and it seems to incorporate a lot of the things that I like doing yeah um and I thought well this has this has legs um and I 
the UCAS deadline was approaching rapidly. So I had to make a bit of a, I was sort of forced to make a bit of a decision. <laughs> and one of my teachers was like, oh, there's a film course um, in Bournemouth. It's taught in Salisbury. And I'd never even, I'd, ne I'd never even heard of Salisbury. Um, but I, ju I just doubled down and just ticked the box and ended up, ended up going there. Uh, with, with not not much of a clue about filmmaking other than I'd made like one one five minute muck around um, but because I because I had spent like because I because I'd done RA levels I had like an enormous amount of UCAS points which I think got me into the uni almost by sort of um, just 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 on numbers I think if they'd actually looked at the, <laughs> the, the film work I'd done I probably wouldn't have gotten in but they were just like oh, seven, seven or eight hundred UCAS points like yeah we'll have him um, so I, I got in and uh, just yeah, just it was a really good filmmaking course, and I just gradually learned how to how to make things that were half decent, I think, and uh, that's how I got into it. Really, so from art, I, I, and I wasn't when I was younger, I didn't think, oh, I want to be a filmmaker, or oh, fil I didn't think of films like practically they were just something yeah. watched. So, I mean, how did you go from that to where you are now? I mean, you know, what sort of journey has it been? Has it been a long and arduous journey or has it been quite a... You know, a sure, it's just, it's just a start. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know where I am now. I'm sort of floating around. Um, ask, ask, my, ask my parents where they really think I am. Um, in my bedroom, that's where I am. Um, but I, 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 it was like, a, my course was like an overall filmmaking course. And that meant that some people necessarily didn't want to be filmmakers. Like you might just want to be in the sound department or you might want to be in the camera department or you might want to be an editor. Um, so I, I went about trying all the different, all the different departments really. I wasn't, some, some people might rock up in first year and be like, I know I want to be a writer or I know I want to be a director. Um, but I, I really didn't. And I was like, I'll just, I'll just try it all. Uh, and I ended up getting roped into doing sound all the time because nobody wants to do sound, and I quite, <laughs> I quite liked it. So I spent the first two years just just being a sound man for for everybody, <laughs> sound recordist. And uh, it was only in really third year where, just because of the course, it's like uh, basically every everybody has to make a graduate film. Like even if you wanted to be a sound recordist, like you're basically forced to be a writer director for the last year, uh, and then I, I gave it my best shot, and it, it came off alright. So I made, I made a film called The Fence, uh, which is on the channel, um, which has uh, quite a lot of views on YouTube, um, and I also made another film at uni, which was a World War Two film, uh, which was shot on thirty five mil, which was like. Um, a very rare opportunity and that came off pretty well that won like a small award like an rts award oh, cool. uh, and then uh, i basically left uni and i went and spoke to like some agents thinking i was like you know <laughs> it and uh and they were like oh you're just a kid like you don't you, know, you don't, two films we can't get you anything with that and i was like oh okay so you know ego like sort of mildly shattered i um I was like, oh, I just need to make more films. Uh, that was basically it. So I spent, I graduated in 2017. So I spent 2018 just making more shorts. And then I went back to, um, I went back to the agents with some more shorts and they were like, um, okay, this is good. What, what is it you want to do? And I said, oh, I think I want to, I want to do features. I want to direct features. And then they were like, uh, well, 
they were like, well, to be honest, if you want to direct a feature, you need to you need to make an independent feature probably just off your own back. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so I was like, OK, <laughs> back to the drawing board. Um, and I was sort of planning on how I would how I would try and make a feature, um, which is just massively challenging. And then there's obviously the notion that like doing horror is like a good starting point. Like a lot of people do horror. Yeah. Um, so the, the plan in short was to kick off with like a horror as like your first, your debut feature film, basically in short, it was actually going to be like a mini series or something. Um, but I hadn't made any, I hadn't made any horror at all. So I was like, we should probably have a go. We should probably do something before we try anything. And that's how watching you came about. So we just, we were like, we need to write something simple, cheap, that we can do quickly and uh, just just to find out if we're can, we can actually pull it off so sorry so what, I don't, I don't even if i answered your question then <laughs> just yeah, no, no. rambling so, like, watching you was was your first uh, sort of like first go at making any kind of horror film yes yeah. all right well that kind of yeah if i to be <clears> honest <throat> that makes it even all the more impressive to be honest <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank um, you Oh, it does. I mean, we, I we, find it quite difficult. I find it quite hard compared to the other stuff that I did. Well, we really liked the film. Um, Thank you. I, I sorry, I haven't actually listened to your um, review of it. I'd, I'd love to. I will shortly. Yeah, no. It's, we really like the film. It's 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 very well shot. It's it's very atmos atmospheric. Thank it's you. Got, it's got a great atmosphere to it, and I think we were saying that part of that we felt felt was the the. Um, the use of sound within it yeah it wasn't, well wasn't sound is like, sound is such a big deal in in all film like you know even yeah. in like some rom-com it's like a big deal like this especially at film school they were just drilling it into us all the time it's like people will forgive you for bad imagery but they won't forgive you for bad sound like people just human beings just pick up on sight they're way more acute to sound than they are like to your vision yeah um and yeah like sounds just really important and i obviously i wanted to do a good job so i watched loads of sort of horrors and videos about people who are really into horror and their reviews and their takes on things so i could kind of get an idea of what they thought you know the essence of making horrors was and you know, sound sound design is a massive part of it um and there's no dialogue in the short so yeah well that's to be honest it was that it was the not having any, any dialogue but the sound was it wasn't overpowering it was kind of um it had to be it had to be quiet and creepy yeah. but not but not dead like it still need the space still needs to be filled and yeah. like alive even if yeah. it's quiet and it, it worked really really well i mean Thank you very it, much it, it was one of the things that we we said was like you know it kind of draws you into the film because it, it is the yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. and the visuals are all all Adam. Uh, yeah, you can take full credit for that. <laughs> he, he shoots all my shorts. That's written down here. Adam Pickford, yeah. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's um again, you know, the, the the makeup as well for the for the uh, creature. Shall we say? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, that was that was really good because that again wasn't over the top. It wasn't overdone. Thank you. Well, it was like I again it was it was put together quick because it, it was sort of honestly it was more of like um not a proof of concept but it was like a test it was like a, just a test to see yeah. it wasn't necessarily made with 
any particular kind of like purpose as in um like story-wise it was just can can we put together something that's atmospheric and creepy and just ticks a couple of these sort of um like horror boxes um and I knew I wanted some sort of creature thing but I watched a couple of horror shorts and became quite conscious of the fact that like when whenever the creature thing is finally revealed it's usually like a massive letdown (laughs) it's such a letdown so we were we I was very conscious of that and I was like trying to figure out how how to avoid that um as much as possible and I sort of thought that playing it not safe but just playing it down yeah not trying to have something that's so otherworldly like just trying to have something that's um quite human but not just just a bit off that tends to yeah. be like worse in a good way as opposed yeah. to having something that's got like six eyes and massive teeth and spikes coming out of his face it's like just yeah. just just play it simple in a way yeah i i, I, I really liked it you liked that as well didn't you yeah it was just the things i I grew up watching horror films, watching sci-fi films. So I've I've almost become accustomed and a, a sort of attuned to sit there and go, this is a bit boring really now. But your film, I I sat there the whole way through it and I was like, this is this is the nuts. I just wanted to watch Oh, fantastic. And same, it was, there's parts of it that I sat there and thought, you almost feel like the whole predictability thing in a lot of films. But this, and I was sitting there going, oh, something's going to happen now. And I, I kept realising that I was doing that the whole way through the film. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, it, I weren't expecting it to happen when it did. And yeah. I loved the fact that it, you sort of, it was drawing me in and then shocked me with it. And uh, trust me, there's not a lot of films that do that anymore. Well, thank you very much. And there, there is this kind of thing about, um, I don't know if it's the right <laughs> appropriate way of saying it, but kind of like edging, edging the audience um, yeah. and, and not not pulling the trigger like too early. Um, and there is a, I mean, you guys probably watch quite um closely but there, there are you do see the creature uh, like a couple of times before you actually see it yeah uh, w- one of them's very very subtle it's just when he goes to the door to lock it you see it duck down in the background but it's only like a yeah. fraction of a second and most people won't see it yeah. um but it's there and you I, you sort of do the you sort of frame the shot so that when he goes to the door as soon as he turns around it's framed up that you think he's going to turn around and he's just going to be stood there like it, yeah. like it kind of normally would, um, and then it's not, and he walks all the way back to his punch yeah. bag, and it's just very slow, just drawing yeah. it out as long as possible. One of the things we we did say was the fact that it, it kind of reminded us of the of the uh, of a lot of horror films. It's the kind of the the uh, the, the pre-title sequence part of a film. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the, the sort of like. The introduction to what's going on in the film and you kind of like have the scene like you've made in, in watching you yeah. and then you have the titles come up yeah That's yeah the yeah kill of the film and then the, the titles come up and then you find out what the story is about this creature in the mm. rest of the film but that's kind of what it reminded us of was it okay. kind of that, that pre-title yeah yeah like a, a prologue piece, what they call which it. Was really good um yeah <laughs> there was one thing was the beginning of it yeah, he's kind of making a smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Some people are like, is, is, they thought he was blending a hand or something. Is that? It does is, look like exactly it does what look we, like fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not the first person to say that. They're like, oh, I thought they were. I thought he was blending fingers. And like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not I, 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 thought, 
<laughs> so, so I thought, well, this is a bit intense first off. <laughs> I, d- I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how to start really because it's with shorts, it's like, um, it is a it is a particular craft, as it were. And, um, you know, that if it's going on the internet, you're kind of competing for eyeballs, and you need to get you, you need to get things going like really quickly, yeah. All the yeah. shorts they have to sort of kick off like really quickly, otherwise someone you know because the average like viewer attention span is so short they'll just they'll just leave. So, yeah. um, <laughs> unintentionally, the hand maybe the blended <laughs> hand maybe kept people on board. <laughs> and uh, so we 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 thought it was all good. Yeah, I mean, there was only one point that we kind of kind of drew up that was. Sure, go for it. It's fine. A minor issue. And there was a a little bit of continuity with the door. Okay. Interesting. Was that at the very end? There's one bit of it where he can't he shut he shuts and locks the door. Mm. And then a little bit later the door's open very slightly. And then when he goes up at the end, it's locked again and he has to unlock it to get out. Yeah. It's the only thing. That's that's fine. Because there's plenty more. So they're obviously, they're not, they're they're slipping. They're not slipping through the net. That's fine. (laughs) I think, I think that's, um, it's basically like a lighting issue. So you're kind of, you're trying to sort of backlight the area of the garage. Yeah. And it's like, um, if you, yeah, if you, it's just logistics, but if you, if you close the door, then you, you can't light the back of it. So you have to sort of cheat and just say like, uh, just, oh, there's a big, there's a big gap in the door. Um, but yeah, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's purely aesthetic. That's where. Um, to be it, honest, if it's your first attempt at doing a horror and that's the only thing that we noticed, I think you did pretty well. Yeah, thank you very much. Okay, trust me, we've watched a lot of horror films and if you go back and watch some of the, the or listen to some of the other podcasts, you'll tell that we we do pick fault in a lot of them because <laughs> yeah. of stuff like and the fact they're saying this is your first attempt and we found w- one minute one <laughs> and even that we sat there went we could we even like when we reviewed it we're like yeah we could forgive that the rest <laughs> of it was amazing <laughs> oh, thank you very much I, t- I take it really seriously uh me and adam all the time because i mean when you whenever you're making anything and you're, you're the plan is to put it out there it's like you know, as much as you think that you're going to get some good positive reviews, like you're at the end of the day, you are putting yourself out there for potential ridicule. So, yeah. like, you should you should do your homework and and treat it with respect. And I, like I said, I hadn't done any horror, and there is a lot there is a lot of talk that goes around about it being like easy. I'm like, oh, horror is easy. Like, oh, it's or it's cheap. So, you know, everybody does it because it's so cheap and easy. And it's like, well, is it? I don't know. I don't want to. I didn't want to go into it. With that think, mentality, I want to try and give it some respect. I think if you go in, if you do horror that's kind of like um, quick shock slasher, yeah, that can be really cheap and easy because just what you're looking, at, you're looking there, uh, there is just the, the, the shock value, the scare. Whereas if you want to try and create an atmosphere, that's a lot more difficult to do. Yeah, sure. And and that's what I think you were doing in this. You did it really well. Thank you very much. Well, I guess it was what we were trying to go for. Yeah, it's definitely not um it's not a gory heavy slasher no. vibe. No, no. Um, so, I, I, the only the only film, the only horror film that's like that I really, really like. Because I actually don't watch I don't watch a lot of horror films because they make me feel terrible. So <laughs> I mean I don't, I guess people that's the point. Um but yeah god I don't like being stressed and, and anxious for like two hours. But um the only film I love 
The only one I really love is The Shining. I, I can't oh, get right. enough. I can't get enough of that film. I'm sorry <laughs> if you don't like it, but all oh, right. But I um I, I can't I can't get enough. Can't get enough of that film. I love it. You'd be surprised how many people we've talked to. Yeah. Who make short films? Who make horror films? Who don't particularly like watching them? Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even into films that much. <laughs> like I'm not even into yeah it's weird I'm not like I, I obviously I, I definitely watch more films than the average person um but I'm I just more interested in in making them than it's like someone who watches football like doesn't necessarily play it like it's, yeah. you know what I mean it's like yeah yeah it's that, I, th- I, I think it's that kind of thing but you do get you do get a lot of people who watch a lot of films and then yeah, rightfully or wrongfully, like sort of believe that that means that you can just transition into making them. Or because I watch a lot of content, like I must be able to produce content, and it's it's not entirely true. I understand the line of thinking. It's a kind of transferable thing. From uh, I I in in my time, I've done a few writing courses, and one of the things I was told when I was doing the writing courses was the more you read, the better you'll write. Right. And I think a lot of people think it works the same with film. The more films you watch, the more likely you are to be able to make a good film. It's, but, it depends on how you process the information, I guess. Like, because yeah. people like Tarantino, like, just obviously watch an absolute absurd amount of films. And then he has, like, whether it's conscious or unconscious, unconscious you have, like, a bit of a database then of things, just like shots, just for example, like, you might see a shot that's really dope and then you just copy it. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of, like, learning something from watching a film. But I think the film is, it's storytelling, isn't it, really? And it's, like, it's more about your ability to tell a story than it is to actually make a film. Absolutely. Yeah. So where do you want to go from here? Are you going to carry on making short films at the moment or are you going to go straight into trying to make a feature well i'm currently i'm currently trying to make a feature film uh that's that's the my new <laughs> hobby it's not a hobby uh, but uh i like i said i made i made one of my short films um is just has a, has just way more views than everything else uh the fence has like 3.7 million views uh and just it gets like hundreds of comments a week and people just keep saying to me like are you going are you going to further it are you going to do something with it and I've always I want to I've just always considered it like out of reach because like the difference the, the diff I'm I am I knew this anyway but I was I'm quickly learning firsthand just the difference between making shorts and making features like they they are different beasts altogether like you can yeah. you can put together a short film in very little time for very little money um you know, I, I called I called a catering company the other day for my feature, and it's like twenty grand. Like, so, so you know, it's like yeah, you know, the whole the budget for like that's twice the budget of all the shorts I've made just on sandwich. So that's that, and it is is sad is a sad reality. But it's like it depends on what film you want to make, of course. Like you can just blend yeah. which and you know the best. Um, but it is just so expensive, and that. It kills me, but that's like a big, it is just, it is just, there's no way around it. It's the elephant in the room. It's like, if you want to make features, then you need, you need money. And you have to, so you have to find money. And a lot of artists don't have any. So you have to, you have to go in, you have to go and find it. And that's, that's where I'm at at the moment. So basically I'm I'm adapting my fence, the fence. I'm adapting that into a feature film. So it's it's a 20 minute short set in the eighties about, um, 
a boy who lives on a Hartcliffe estate in Bristol. There's a council estate. Right. And um, it's, it's a bit like a This Is England or like a Billy Elliot thing. Okay. Um, about that, that sort of life, uh, like friend groups and punch-ups and stealing and that sort of stuff. Sort of coming-of-age, rites of passage type thing. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, it's about, um, yeah, it's about, it's kind of about violence and it's about estate life and morals and sort of like social codes, you know, and like rules, yeah. unspoken rules and things like that. Because I always found my dad, my, my dad grew up on an estate in the 70s and 80s and I always found he has so many stories that just make me say like what <laughs> like what? Yeah. what that's crazy oh, uh, but a lot of it still goes on today it's pretty normal um and I, I like personally that's the sort of sort of films that I like um sort of like drama comedy action stuff um right. and it, it just seems right it seems right so I love making shorts I, I absolutely love making shorts and if I could continue making shorts I definitely would. I think most people would. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just like, it's so painful because there's like, there is no money in it. And you, yeah. at the end of the day, like you have, how do you earn a living and make short films? Like you just basically can't. I mean, some one or two people probably do, but it's, it's, you know, it's not a very sustainable model. No, it's, it's, um, it is, it isn't something to be honest. I mean, as a, <laughs> As an independent filmmaker, making films is not something you can really go into if you want to make yourself rich. Yeah, in the it's short term, anyway. Happen, yeah, you you need to you need to get some uh, uh, you need to get time under your under your belt. You need to get experience, and you need to prove yourself before you even get a look in at doing stuff. I mean, to be honest, I know people who've been doing short films and even sort of not necessarily features, but like longer short films. Yeah. Um, for like 15 years now yeah and, and they're still a position where every time they put one out they get a lot of interest and they may even get interest from the states or from places like that mm. but nothing really comes of it yeah there's like okay. this um uh, yeah it's like there's no there's there's no right or wrong way to go about it which is both a good thing and a bad thing like it's a good thing because you can kind of do it however you want it's a bad thing because you can kind of do it however you want. So there's no, there's no like playbook. There's no like blueprint. And if you, even though like you want, you want to look back and see how like Lucas got started or Scorsese got started, but like sometimes it's not applicable because the, the, their circumstances are totally different to yours and the, yeah. the, the film industry is completely different. And I think something that is like the most obvious difference between now and then, like the Lucas and the like, like the film brat, whatever it is, the yeah. era is like it's just um like the is it how do you say democratization of um sort of filmmaking? So like yeah. you know almost anybody can be a filmmaker now, yeah. which is actually great because it means there is there's more opportunity and we, you know the people who deserve to be found probably will. The only downside is the the volume is like just off the scale. You know, it's so um, saturated that in order to back then it was like if you would you would rate you would become very skillful and you'd be given an opportunity based on your sort of merit and talent because all the equipment was super expensive and then the only people who ever got to make films were already like you you knew they were going to be very talented. Whereas now every every Tom Dick and Jane is making movies, so 
you have to you have to you have to keep raising the bar to like be noticed that's what i think anyway that's what you see because it's just a sea of people making stuff all the time every day so you yeah. have to come up with a way of like you know exceeding that somehow yeah. Sorry, sorry. yes yeah, sorry. <clears throat> um this obviously this everyone knows this whole global pandemic stuff is happening. Yeah. Um, how has it affected you? Like, has it affected your way of writing? Has it affected your ability to make, um, to make films? Has it changed your aspect on how, how you go about making them or what? Sure, sure, sure. Um, sure. Uh, just, just to touch on, sorry, your, your original question, uh, question a minute ago was, um, I can't, what was what was I going to say? I was going to say about I was I was going to say you said that you you need to um sort of get the practice in and earn your stripe so to speak to get, get ahead and uh, I was just going to say how like filmmaking is really difficult because it's like um I used to, I used to play like a lot of sport when I was younger and it's like if you want to get good at it you can just play it every day like if you want to be good at golf like you can just go play golf every day or you can go down the football ground and kick a ball all day but like you can't make films every day I know there's somebody out there like they'll be like oh yeah i shoot a film every day is that all right good for you but like yeah you can't like direct like a high quality short on a weekly basis so it's it's like how do you get you know they say like if you want to be a pro you have to get your seven thousand hours in it's like how do you get seven thousand hours in of making short films at a high level <laughs> um it's just it's really really difficult but anyway sorry i was just I, I knew i knew i had something to say and i'd sort of gone past it um how does covid affect me um luckily I kind of like, and I get. I guess it actually plays into it a little bit because you, I'm not making. I'm never making a lot of stuff, um, so I wasn't. I wasn't really in the process of making anything when this all happened. Thankfully, I do know people who were like people who were about to shoot something, um, and then it all just you know the rug just got pulled out from under their feet. Um, so I felt really sorry for them, of course. Um, but for me. I I yeah I just finished the waking watching you, and I had like a longer horror script that I was working on, so it was all part of this project. And then I just had again like some people say to me like I just think you need to do this fence thing, Will. Like again, going back to the whole raising yourself above the rest, it's like just yeah. just do this, do this. You gotta have a pun here. You gotta try it. So I was like, okay, and then. I started sort of making some notes and going around um, some estates and talking to people of interest and collecting like interviews and doing interviews with people and collecting stories uh, like anonymously because <laughs> some of them were really dodged. <laughs> um, and then lockdown happened. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess I should write it then. Um, and I bashed out a script in like two weeks, which was just, very very fast and I'd, I'd only I'd only had a crack at writing a feature once before uh like a year a year and a half ago which which I actually enjoy and I'd, I'd love to make it but that the lot the difference between yeah writing a feature and writing a short is just um oh it's just it's unimaginable it's, it's so different um it's so different but because of COVID I just just you know didn't have a choice it was like just sit in your room all day long and I needed something to do and I, I, you know, I couldn't play Call of Duty like Warzone anymore. So I was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I should probably do something practical with my time. Um, and I, I had all, I had these like piles of notes and recordings and I knew 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So it's it's an adaptation of the original short. So it's the same story, more or less, but with a, with a different ending uh, to keep it fresh. But I knew it was a case of expanding that story with the new material that I'd gathered. So I had like a framework to work from. And uh, I, I guess I tried to read a couple screenwriting books. I sort of skim read a few. And then uh, I just went for it and I bashed out, a, you know, the first draft was pretty awful. But I bashed that out in about two weeks and then sent out. It got relatively good vibes off my you know, trusted peers. And I've just been cracking away at it. And then uh, that's just all I've been doing, really, and just, just research and things like that. And I've actually had time to watch a lot of films because, um, like I said, I don't, I don't actually watch a ton of films. I never know what to watch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I, I don't want to become too like genre orientated. Uh, like if I told you my top 10, they're just, they're just, yeah, completely different movies. I think my top three would be like Jules, First Blood and Pulp Fiction. So it's just, yeah, completely different movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I've just been writing basically. Um, but I do know people who have been really stumped because of it. Like they, you know, they're about to go out and film and it's just completely tanked that. Um, I've just, timings have been relatively lucky for me I would say is that's how it's affected me um and 99% of filmmaking is planning yeah um it's actually super boring um <laughs> I mean I like it but I mean for for you know for like a short the average short I probably spent like six months planning and then you spend one week max filming and then you spend three or four months editing so most of the stuff that you do is in in an office or in an editing suite or yeah. you know, your location scouting, which you're usually just on your own with a camera. So in fairness, most of the stuff that I normally do is still perfectly accessible with COVID. You know, you're not regularly with a big group of people um, unless you're trying to do like a, a script read or something like that or, you know, read through or rehearsals but uh, thankfully I wasn't I haven't been anywhere near that stage of either project during this time but it's getting a bit more complicated now because I'm relatively starting to get quite serious with this feature stuff and I'm having to navigate Covid a little bit at the moment. I mean Zoom comes into a use quite easily for that for yes copies of the script people yeah read through online or whatever Zoom, it's surprising how stressful Zoom is. I don't, I know. I've been talking to people about it, like how it's um, it, it should be, it shouldn't be stressful at all, but it just kind of is, and it's like it can be quite exhausting, can't it? Like yes. if you're doing them all day, it's just it's yeah. definitely not the same as talking to somebody, even though it's probably you know as close as you can get, but well, so when, different. When we first started doing this, the very first one we did we all got together and uh, we sat in a room, watched the film and then mm. recorded this podcast directly afterwards. And that was how we were going to do it. We were going to do like DVDs or films or whatever, watch them and then record the podcast directly afterwards. But we did the first one and then it went into lockdown. <laughs> so we've done all the rest of them on Zoom and it can be quite tiring sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a means to an end, I suppose. Um, so you're gonna you obviously you're you're working mainly on the on the uh feature adaptation of the fence but are are you planning on doing the horror thing as well at some point or not 
I mean, I'd love to. I, I, I tend to like what I write. I don't know if that makes me like a, <laughs> an arrogant <laughs> douche, but and I, I'm definitely not this um, like tortured artist, like hates everything he does. I, I quite like the stuff I do. And if I, you, you, you might have like a, an idea that you like and then you pick it up, run with it, and then eventually you'll put it down. And if you don't come back to it in like two or three weeks and it's just not meant to be. But I, I tend to, I tend to like the stuff that I come up with and although yeah the horrors hit hit the back burner for sure for now it's like it's not permanently out of my mind um the the horror idea I don't mind if anybody wants to steal it I was kind of stealing it anyway <laughs> but um it was for like a like a mini series which was like three every episode would be like three horror shorts strung together somehow yeah. um yeah, it'd be like this sort of creep show, black like mini rapid fire Black Mirror type thing. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so I had collected loads of um, like short short horror stories that were like either verbal or written, and um, the plan was just to turn them into loads of shorts. And some of them were wicked. Some of them were really, really, really fun and horrible. And I'd love, th- I'd love to make them at some point. I mean, the, the goal is to like do the feature and then, I mean, hopefully it's a success. And then in, after that, I can just have a bit of downtime and pump out a short and not, not worry about, you know, my parents being like, you're a bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, sorry, does it make any money? It's like, oh God, here we go. Well, I mean, one of the things that seems to have become a lot more popular again nowadays, it was very popular in the 80s, like the late 70s and 80s, is the whole anthology film thing. Yeah, okay. Sort of like, you know, sort of 10 shorts in a, in a, in a mm. film with a, a sort of an overarching theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To them. So, I mean, that's, that's a way of doing a thing like that, it would be to, to have something like that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of the old ones from the sort of, let's say, from the seventies, eighties, the, the horror ones. Uh, there, there were ones that were brought out. Like Twilight Zone or something like that. Sorry. <laughs> like Twilight Zone or well, something like that. Yeah, or... a bit older than that. <laughs> um, things like this. There's yeah. one called uh, Doctor Terror's House of Horrors. There's the Torture Garden, uh, Tales from right. the Crypt, Tales from the uh, Vault, and things like that. I've heard, and they're all Tales from the Crypt. You get you get kind of like five or six, uh, well, you get six five or six people all kind of like come together, and then there's a story about each one of them, that, and then they all end up dead basically at the end of the film. But you know, and it, it's I've been, I've been I've been reading a lot of um, uh, what's it, Love Lovecraft is it? Yeah. The yeah, I've been reading his um that huge book. I forget what's it called. It's just like all of his short, all of his short stories in one book. Um, yeah, H.B. Lovecraft. Yeah, I've been I've been reading those. Um, I really like them. They're really good. He, he sort yeah. of um, he he was the Stephen King before Stephen King, wasn't he? Yeah, he he, he had a very strange imagination. Very, well, yeah, oh, yeah. A lot of his stuff's been made into films, and it's very good. It's very good to mm. make films because it's a very uh, it's, his, his stories are very visual. Yeah. So they, they, they sort of transfer quite easily. Mm. Okay. Um, so hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm sure hopefully you want to get this feature maiden out there and, and make lots of money off it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's obviously, the, 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 well, the, the, 
the only reason you want to make money is because it, it costs so much money. It's like, that's, that's like, the like, to be honest, to be honest, I feel like, yeah, it'd be nice, it'd be nice to make money, wouldn't it? But at the end of the day, it's like, it's, I'm more interested in it being good, put it yeah. that way. Like, I'd rather it was good and didn't make any money than really, really awful and somehow made loads of money. Um, yeah. Because I, I think, I think the whole point of it is to kick yourself off and, the whole the whole point of it is to get your get the second one in it like you know the whole point of your first yes. date is to get your second date that's that's the <laughs> and then yeah and then you should be okay um yeah. but uh, it, it's quite surprising how how many films like you know don't don't make money um i think because I've, I've, I've had to do so much research um in order to for funding and stuff like to, to just make sure that i can back up my claims in, in a pitch or something like that and you know 98 percent of uh, indie film first time indie films don't make don't make it don't make any money don't make a penny and you know 90 percent of those directors don't make a second one so it's tough it's yeah. really tough it's it's there's a as you say there's a lot of people out there doing it these days so it's it's very difficult to make your mark um yeah. so it's, it's well hopefully um things will go well for you um as hopefully. i say the, you know, this show, if, if you don't go on to make any more horrors, then yeah. this is going to stand out for us anyway as, as being oh, uh, something you did, which we thought was really, really good. Um, I definitely want to make more horror stuff at some point. At some point, it's like a big arc. It'll come, it'll come back around. And if the, you know, if the that was my plan before this whole feature you know, venture. So, I mean, if, if for whatever reason the feature, you know, didn't didn't materialize, then I would probably, you know, take a step backwards and and pursue that again. Um, because yeah. you got you know you gotta have you gotta have several horses in the race, as it were. Oh, definitely, definitely. Well, we wish you all the luck with the feature and any other future work that you do. Uh, Thank we you look very forward much. to seeing uh, what comes out of your uh, productions. And, Thank you. Uh, and it's been lovely to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. This is the, the first time I've ever been on one of these. Um, so thank you for having me. I, I'm glad you liked the, liked the film. Um, yes, hopefully, as I say, everything will be good for you. And we'll, uh, we'll maybe talk to you again in the future when you're... Yeah. When you're <laughs> slightly more well-known. Well, I'm slightly less of a bum. I'll just, uh, you know, out of my bedroom. And someone else's bedroom. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay, um, thank you everybody for listening. This is the Sci-Fora Film Podcast, and uh, we're going to say goodbye. Bye. Bye. The Sci-Fora Film podcast